0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for listening in today. I am so glad that uh, you are, are there and that you uh, take your lives seriously and your walk with God seriously. I'm so glad that you tune into Christian radio and say, you know, I want to follow God the best way I know how. God is so good. And I'm glad you attend a local church too. I hope that you attend faithfully and you get involved uh of in the in the life of the church in serving don't just be a sitter, be a server because serving is so vital and we need people to serve you know and uh, a lot of people do not and so uh anyway, I'm gonna move on and then if you listened yesterday, you know I was talking about uh, songs and songs that uh, touched our lives. And uh, and today I'm going to talk about a couple more as we talk about uh, spiritual refinement through music and through song. And I've been sharing some old hymns with you that have touched my life but have had impact on many lives throughout this world. Our Heavenly Father, open up our doors of our hearts. May we hear from you today. May we be excited about what you have for us. Lead us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we recognize that we have eternal life, folks, with Jesus because He lives and He leads us in our lives. As we close with that song yesterday, He Lives. But people have been healed by claiming the power of Jesus. In fact, in 1779, just three years after signing the Declaration of Independence was signed, Reverend Edward Parinet wrote the great song, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. This song was called by many the National Anthem of Christendom. There was a missionary in the 1800s named E.P. Scott, who was living in India. He felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to visit a remote village to a dangerous, savage tribe. His friends and colleagues begged him not to. It was too dangerous, and he would have been killed. A few days into the journey, he ran across a group of warriors who quickly surrounded him— each pointing their spears toward his heart. Expecting to die, he made a decision to use his last breath to glorify God and to hopefully stir something in the hearts of the captors. He took out his violin, which he always carried, and closed his eyes and began to play and sing, All hail the power of Jesus' name. In the native lang- And he sang it in the native language of those warriors. After seeing the first Singing the first, second, and third verse, and beginning the fourth, Scott realized he was still standing. He was still alive, and everything was quiet and peaceful around him. Opening his eyes, he saw every spear lowered. There stood those mighty warriors with tears in their eyes. Throughout the rest of his life, he spent it ministering to that tribe and sharing the love of Jesus. And you know what? So I want to, as part of that song, we want to sing... A little bit of that song in a moment uh, also, so you can hear this. But Revelation chapter 2 says this. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you. You will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. E.P. Scott lived this scripture. He was faithful to the point of death, but a song on his heart. Changed the course of his life and many, many others' lives. Just listen to a few, a couple verses of this song, and uh, and see if you don't get it. I'll see if I can remember the tune. I think I can. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all. And then he goes in, and then it goes, Crown him, ye morning stars of light, who fix this floating ball. Now hail the strength of Israel's night, and crown him Lord of all. Now hail the strength of Israel's might and crown him Lord of all. Crown him, ye martyrs of your God, who from his altars call. Extol the stem of Jesse's rod and crown him Lord of all. Ye seeds of Israel's chosen race, ye ransom from the fall. Hail him who saved you by his grace and crown him Lord of all. We need to crown him Lord of all. Well, then finally, I think uh, as we wind down today we're just not we got a little ways to go but I think probably the most familiar song to all of you and one that that has been sang uh, along the years and I'm gonna go over that song with you and then we're gonna uh, share some more because we still got a ways to go here but it's uh, one that I think that you will um, you will get. More than anything else, because you've heard it so many times. And it's the great hymn written by John Newton, Amazing Grace. Newton's story is truly a story of grace of God. When he was a young man, he became the captain of a slave ship. One time landing in Charleston, South Carolina, which I had the opportunity to visit. It was reported that at times he would get so drunk and destitute that even his crew said he was regarded as just little more than an animal. <laughs> I'd like somebody to say that about you. Once he fell overboard, and a crew refused to drop the lifeboat to him. Instead, they threw a harpoon at him. They eventually it, got, it hit his leg, his thigh. They dragged him in by the and uh, and and put him. In with the, uh, all the other people with the poor treated slaves on his ship. He willful, he willfully sought a sinful life that led him to problems, abuse, public floggings, depression, and near drownings, and miraculous escapes. During this time, he would have moments of spiritual awakenings, but then to drift off into even greater despair. Finally, during an incredible time of desperation in a damaged ship because of a huge storm and they had been out at sea for a couple of months, he finally came to grips with God and he began to sincere effort to know God and let God lead him. He finally started reading the word of God and the Bible came to life for him. During this time, John Newton recognized four things. The first, the realization of his present condition. He realized that he was lost. And he turned to Romans 3.23, and the Bible said, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He finally recognized all people were sinners until they turned to Christ. He also recognized this, I cannot save myself. So he looked at the Bible in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. He realized he couldn't save himself, but it was through God's gift to us that we have eternal life. He also looked at Hebrews 9, 27, just as people are destined to die once and after that face judgment. He came to the reality that he would eventually die and then would face judgment and knew he must be right with God or spend eternity lost. He also finally realized that Christ paid for my sins on the cross. In Romans 5, 8, he says, but God demonstrates his own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He recognized that Jesus died so that we could have eternal life and his sins would be covered by the blood of Jesus on the cross. Finally, he realized the acceptance of Christ's sacrifice. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He now recognized the sacrifice of Christ and accepted him as a God of his life. John Newton is spending eternity with God because he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of his life. People, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, I pray you do. I pray you do today. In fact, you can pray with me before I uh, sing some of this amazing grace, which most of you know, and you can sing along with me at home. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus right now. If there's one listening that has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, they have not asked you to forgive their sins and come to their life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, may they come to know you. May they say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Lord, I want to serve you. I want to spend eternity with you. Lord, be with these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. And folks, if you made that decision today, you said, Pastor, I made that decision. I'm going to serve Jesus. I have a book that um, a Nazarene pastor wrote in. I believe he's in Illinois, and I've got several of them at the church. I would love to send you one. You just need to call, give the radio station your your um, name and address, and I will send you a book. It's th- it's 31 days. You can. It, it's, it's a short reading, about 10 minutes a day for 31 days that walks you through the steps of walking with God and, and growing in Him. But you're uh, you're certainly welcome to that if I have enough, you know, but I will, I'll buy more if I don't, but you're welcome to that. But anyway, let's close with this, the song, the one you all know, Amazing Grace. And it goes like this, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me! I once was lost, but now am found; was blind, but now I see. And remember, folks, John Newton uh, wrote this song. The man that that was had his back turned upon God, and he finally. God changed his life, and he was a wretch. Then he goes, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear, the hour I first believed.'" And folks, it's always a moment when you first believe. Verse 3 says, "'The Lord has promised good to me.'" his word my hope secures he will shield my portion be as long as life endures and then then the last verse i'm going to jump to it, it says when we've been there 10,000 years bright shining as the sun we've no less days to sing god's praise than when we first Begun. Folks, it's his amazing grace that gives us life eternal. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 362 1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho.